0: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here, and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Whatever It Is! the only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related and we don't bore you we get into it let's do it no, no matter what. how you know, get it done, no matter- Okay, people, I think you're going to be very, very excited about this episode because there's just a load of very, very big stories, important stories, awesome stories, all sorts of stuff across the board from certain franchises making big returns to just, yeah, an onslaught. So I'm not going to waste your time. Let's jump into it. Okay, people, so first on the docket, it's about that time the final quarter of 2021 is here. And in fact, the fiscal year when it comes to a lot of things in Japan is about to wrap up november is usually the final month of the fiscal year for japan and going into it tv tokyo as they usually do are revealing their top five franchises and it's a little bit shocking a little bit saddening at the same time because in case you don't know for the most part the last few years every time the top five comes out there's a little bit of naruto boruto uh bleach sometimes pops in there pokemon and black clover however black clover it finished off in march of 2021 and i want to say this right here showcases from april to september of this year so it's not going to have black clover and it kind of sucks to see and it could have still had black clover just being honest with you because again these are the top franchises however it looks as though with the anime completely wrapping up Black Clover fell off the map, and it's sad. I ain't gonna lie, it's sad for Black Clover as a whole because it did its thing, and it was thriving very heavily, but with it wrapping up, it's, yeah, fallen which it could have like i said still been on there similar to series that have ended a long time ago a franchise like naruto ended a long time ago because naruto and boruto are separated but they're both on this list because anyway let's take a look at it for starters it says tv tokyo rankings press release for the quarter two from april to september of 2021 and top anime franchises by total sales slash revenue coming in at number five bleach bleach has been over the anime for what 12 13 years now since 2012, like it's been a long time and it's still doing numbers. Then coming in at number four, Yu Gi Oh! Which I, I'm imagining the card game is one of the big things that is attributed to Yu Gi Oh! being in there. Then coming in at number three, Pokemon. You can't deny, it. I mean, it's Pokemon, yeah, you already know about that. But then number two and one is kind of insane because they're to a certain degree I know people like to differentiate them but one is just a spin-off sequel and the other one is the main series number two is Boruto and number one is naruto so naruto is defeating for starters boruto its counterpart that is ongoing with an anime every single week and had the biggest and best year of its entire run thus far with 2021 in terms of the popularity and stuff and naruto still beat it but then again i'm imagining a lot of like whatever happens with boruto probably boosts naruto because again people you know they they still kind of count as the same like if something happens with hokage naruto people get nostalgic so it's kind of crazy to see this list again it's like all heavy hitters but it's sad that black clover and in here and then top anime franchises by gross profit slash margin which profit is straight up like okay they took in money that they actually could keep no taxes no nothing uh number five one punch man so one punch man is definitely a newbie i have not seen on this list with black clover kind of going away looks like one punch man is replacing it number four bleach number three pokemon two boruto one naruto so the only thing that really changes is the fact that profit wise Yu-Gi-Oh gets removed and one punch man gets inserted other than that yeah it's kind of interesting to look at wow so one punch man is doing better which you'd expect so right one punch man had that breakout first season second season was i2 and sales of the manga and merchandise like it's easy to just slap Saitama on whatever because he's such a simple design and shit so yeah um sad no black clover but it's also just fascinating that like, Naruto's never gonna end, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all could hate all y'all want on the franchise as a whole, but look at that. It doesn't have nothing. It has nothing going right now in terms of an anime games. It's just Boruto, and it's still outdoing even Boruto. It's outdoing Yu-Gi-Oh!, it's outdoing Pokemon. Naruto's gonna go for a long time. So, even if Boruto was to wrap up quickly let's just say we go into a time skip and they don't even rebrand the show or anything like that they just want to get it over with they could just continue and do something else in the naruto verse as long as they include naruto because as you can see the top property the top one that they got going for tv tokyo is indeed our boy uzumaki and it's not just under the belt of boruto or combined with boruto at that so very interesting to note so changes black clover out some things remain the same that naruto is a juggernaut that It's going to go on forever. It really is. Okay, people. Next up, we got some stories regarding what's new to come to Shonen Jump because y'all know that there was some rumored cancellations in Weekly Shonen Jump that we're going to get into a little more later in this episode. But there are some newbie manga that are incoming to the magazine and a few of them are from notable reputable authors like this is very <laughs> interesting to say the least because for starters we got Jigoku Raku's author creator Kaku Yuji will start a new yokai battle action manga series titled Aya Shimon an upcoming weekly shonen jump issue number 50 out November 15th which this is insane right because Jigoku Raku Hell's Paradise has a anime in the works right now so like that shit is still in production and he's already on to the next one so i don't know if this is going to maybe be a short-lived series to kind of cross promote or this is just like he's already on to the next work and it's also interesting because Chigoku Raku hell's paradise was in jump plus and he must have made such a large impact that they like no, if you could do that in our little off-brand magazine what could you do here so i'm looking forward to seeing how if it could even last at that because i was gonna say how it lasts but if it could last because y'all know it's brutal in there and just because you did well in jump plus doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna blow up in the main in magazine we've seen time and time again of surprises of like yo this looks like it's going to be something oh no it's nothing and even if kishimoto himself the creator of naruto failed with samurai 8 and got canceled nobody is a sure thing in shonen jump but again that's a very interesting choice to go from you have hell's paradise you got an anime already in the works and you're like "Eh, i'm gonna end that and i'm gonna start something new in the big magazine and to give a little bit more rough information on it it says Ayashimon by Yuji Kaku seems to be defined as an underworld yokai battle series with a male and mysterious female lead Characters. So the main characters is going to be two, a male and a mysterious female lead. Maybe it'll be like an angel of some sorts. I don't know, but yeah. So that's one of the first big ones to come. Then next up, also getting a manga, is Koi sudo One Piece creator Ihara Daiki will start a new manga series titled Mamore Shugomaru about an android boy in Weekly Shonen Jump issue 51 out November 22nd, 2021. And I want to say that Koi Sudo One Piece was like some sort of romance spinoff type of series it was like a comedy romance if I'm not mistaken appears to be a series about a schoolgirl and an android boy's life and yeah I'm not too familiar with that One Piece spinoff manga to be honest with you I kind of laughed and said hey I wonder if that was two piece but yeah basically that's going to be another one that's going to be joining Jumps ranks and then lastly Golem Hearts creator Osuka Gen will or Osuka Gen will turn his yokai battling manga series Doran Doran Ran into to a full manga series, starting in Weekly Shonen Jump issue 52, out November 29th. And I ain't gonna lie, the art on this one, wow, that kind of looks like a little, is that Makima down? No, <laughs> that looked like Makima for a second from Chainsaw Man, but the art on this one, between the three of them, I don't know what the art is going to look like for uh, the Hell's Paradise new manga, and I'm not a fan of the art style that the Koi Sudo One Piece ka uses, but holy cow, Golem Hearts creator, Osuka Gen, His shit looks like it's going to be fire. I am very, very hyped for this one. And I ain't gonna lie, I'm just kind of hyped for all three of them. In particular, though, the Hell's Paradise author's new work and this Golem Hearts, but... Knowing me, usually, like my case, it'll be like, oh no, that that third one, Koi Suru, though, is gonna go. <laughs> we gotta wait and see. Either way, it looks like this is going to be the next up, and it's interesting that the last three issues of Shonen Jump all are going to have new series, as if they wanna start off brand new in the first quarter, seeing what these series do, how they affect things, because again, you got Hell's Paradise author coming to the main magazine. You got this Koi Suru artist coming into the magazine, and you got the Golem Hearts author, this should be interesting. The last three magazines of 2021's Shonen Jump. And Doran Doran run by Oscar Gen seems to be like the previous one shot with the same name, a boy tagging with a mysterious being to subjugate yokai. So more Demon Slayer-esque stuff. Y'all know they're gonna stick to that for a while because Demon Slayer was so wildly successful. It seems as though conquering and slaying demons is going to be a big theme in Shonen Jump moving forward for the time being. But yeah, uh shonen jump is about to be very interesting in the next few weeks and uh i'm looking forward to seeing what they do i ain't gonna lie like i'm not gonna let i've done this so many times throughout the years of letting big cancellations slow me down i checking things out or not be interested like yo i'm gonna go into new manga and Shonen jump from now on with the idea of they could get canceled tomorrow but while we're here now i'm going to be here in the now and enjoy what they provide now that's the mindset i'm going to have and whatever happens happens because i want to be excited about some new manga i want to start off the year right with a positive attitude let's go golem hearts author let's go hell's paradise koi sudo one piece author all of you guys let's do it okay people moving forward jump fest 2022 just got 10 times more exciting and yeah bleach fans chainsaw man fans a whole bunch of fans Let's read right here. For starters, well, we even got to backtrack a little because Spy X Family, a.k.a. Spy Family, has been revealed to be the secret super stage in Jump festa 2022. So remember last episode of For Never News, we talked about that. Yeah, there's a secret stage. Everybody was like, well, maybe it's going to be this one and that one. A lot of people were telling me Bleach, but... It wasn't Bleach, it's actually Spy Family. however, Bleach will be coming to Jump Festa, cause right here it says, which this is an amalgamation of some big names, Bleach, Chainsaw Man, and World's End Harem will be joining Platinum End and getting Super Stage EX at Jump Festa 2022. So you can expect some Bleach, Chainsaw Man, Oh my god, yo, they're gonna break the internet. I ain't gonna lie, Jump Festa 2022 is going to break the internet if they drop, let's just say, a new trailer and a date for the Chainsaw Man release. Likewise, with Bleach coming with their first trailer for the Thousand Year Blood War, final arc of Bleach and a date. Oh my god, or Ble- Bleach don't even have to have a date because we don't even got a trailer yet. But a trailer for Thousand Year Blood War and another update for Chainsaw Man's anime or even the sequel manga with the anime. Oh my god, this is going to be huge. And I want to say, Tatsuki Fujimoto. Yeah, it's about time. December 9th, if I'm not mistaken, was the day I made the video, which was had to have been the announcement that Chainsaw Man was getting a sequel manga and an anime. And we have not heard words since. That's almost a year right now. In another few days, it'll make 11 months since we had that announcement. And still, nada. We had the one trailer, which kind of seemed like it wasn't necessarily tied to the anime. It was more so a one-off to get people excited. But come on, fam. And then Bleach, it's been... Two years, wow, it's been a long time since we had the announcement Thousand Year Blood War, Bleach is getting animated, and then, of course, the pandemic hit, and it's been curtains, quiet since then, so... This could break the internet. I ain't gonna lie. I am so pumped. Even just tell you guys right now. I'm dead ass. 100%. I am legit. Very, very excited for Jump fest I'm gonna be glued to the screen. I'm gonna be glued to the tweets. Like, what's coming? I might get, I don't know, three News mini episodes or big. I, I don't know what I might do that day, but I'm gonna be talking to you guys a lot. Giving you guys all of the scoop because... This is going to be very freaking exciting. And yeah, people, Jump Festa 2022, Bleach, Chainsaw Man, World's End, Harem, joining Platinum End alongside SpyX Family being the secret stage at Jump Festa. Let's go. Okay, people, and we just talked about it a little bit ago, but let's clear this up because it was unconfirmed. However, we have confirmation now. It is 100% legit. The two cancellations that we spoke about in the last episode of Forever News, they're happening. It's sad, but... Yeah, it's official now. For starters, it says Red Hood by Yuki Kawaguchi will end this Monday in the upcoming weekly Shonen Jump issue number 49 of 2021. And Nieru by Hiragaminya will reach its story climax with a 23-page chapter in the upcoming weekly Shonen Jump issue number 50 out November 15th. So that kind of lines up perfectly for them to start launching the new series as well because the last three issues of Jump, they're going to be having the new titles. And it is so sad, especially because They both had fan bases. Like, they were both, like, you know, let's just say a Naruto and a Bleach type of thing in their infancy, so to speak. And to see them go, man, especially Red Hood for me personally... I got into it very heavily. I thought that it was dope. I thought it had so much potential. I was like, yo, this is just called the werewolf hunting arc. We could have a witch hunt. We could have so many different things, and it got cut really short, but I have no doubt in my mind that Yuki Kawaguchi is a very talented author, and they can return with something great, whether it be in Shonen Jump, whether it be in Jump Plus, whether it be in a whole different publication. Yuki Kawaguchi has a very bright future. This author can cook. The art is dope. It's kind of a little bit reminiscent of My Hero Academia slightly, but at the same time it has its own flair and I have no doubt that Yuki Kawaguchi is going to be Gucci at some given point in the future Nieru I didn't get too into it but it did have a little solid fan base and I did thought the first chapter was I the art was pretty good and it had a you know martial arts which I love martial arts like early Dragon Ball had tons of martial arts that I really enjoyed but yeah, they both fight the dust, man. Shonen Jump, they don't play, man. They don't. The, the problem that I always have is they don't give them the opportunity to spread their wings and fly. There's no way you're going to get a mega hit in 10 to 15 chapters. It's not going to happen with some series. Some series, sure, by the first chapter, it's already looking like it's going to be a hit. And even then, sometimes those fail. I don't know, man. Japan, you let let me down about Red Hood. I ain't gonna lie. You let me down, fam. But yeah, Red Hood and Nero Way of the Martial Artist have both been confirmed to be ending in the next couple issues of Weekly Shonen Jump Magazine. Another couple bite the dust. Next up, it seems as though Shonen Jump, while they're ending stuff, they're starting brand newbies. Right now, some of the series that have been going for a little bit, it looks like they're trying to promote them heavily in even other publications because it says here that in the latest Psycho Jump issue 12 out 2021, is a big spotlight to introduce the three quote-unquote new wave jump hero manga series, Undead Unluck, Marshall and Sakamoto Days, which, oh my god, I'm so happy to hear Sakamoto Days a part of that because it was kind of already obvious. Like, Marshall, and uh, amongst those three, Marshall is way ahead. It's selling like 100k almost first week. So, Marshall, I had no doubt in my mind that's going to get an anime. Next one, Punch Man. I talked about it when it was nine chapters i was like this is probably going to be something then undead Unluck. i hear that it has that quality that you really like if you want a really good story it has that i'm only like 20 chapters deep from what i read it was interesting i love something about andy that is like very epic but undead on luck again the sales were good enough that i was like okay that'll probably you know go as well because like even though it's been dropping a little bit sales wise I, I still feel like okay it has potential and it's already made it long enough that they're gonna get that one in anime sakamoto days while it's had its cult fan base i mean red hood had a cult fan base that don't mean anything that much you know what i'm saying but sakamoto days it looks like it's stood the test of time enough it has enough of a base that they're giving it yeah the the works of new wave of jump hero which at this point i'm like Okay, it's probably going to make it again in anime at some given point, and it says, there is also a promotion page where there are more exciting series and jump. Don't miss them. Will most other ongoing jump series listed in some way? The only series from the new series section missing are Nehru and Red... But big shout outs to those three titles i'm a big fan of especially Marshall and even sakamoto days and under Like i rock with it too i just feel like i fell so far behind i need to catch up but yeah new wave of jump heroes this is the future baby look get, get a good look at the image get a good hold on Get, get a good look right there, right there, baby. Moving forward as it continues, as I told you guys a few months ago now on Forever News, that they're doing this massive multi-year project of Dragon Ball tributes, getting all of the most notable authors they can to draw tributes to Dragon Ball to celebrate its big anniversary that hits in like two or three years. I forget if it's like the 30th anniversary or something like that, like big anniversary incoming for Dragon Ball. No, it has to be more than that. Probably like 40th anniversary. What? 84, 94, 2000. 2004 2014 uh 2024 yeah okay i think it's for the 40th anniversary if i'm not mistaken they've been doing art and having all sorts of authors come in and draw stuff and this one it says dragon ball volume 38 by Ryuhei tamura aka author of bilzy and hard-boiled and dolphin who knows him from hard-boiled and dolphin i guess some of you newbies but i'm always gonna know him as yo he did Bub. i love beelzebub uh this is part of the dragon ball super gallery project to commemorate the 40th anniversary of the series every month different mangaka will redesign one of the 42 covers of the series until november of 2024 yeah like i said for the 40th anniversary and it looks pretty much on par damn near like he kind of looks like Goten on top of that dragon. If that's supposed to be Goten, I want to say, yeah, if that's volume 38, I want to say that's supposed to be Goten. Looks pretty cool, and I-, I can't even say, like, hey, he looks, like, just straight up, like, B- Baby Beal. Like, he did a phenomenal job on that, and shoutouts to Ryuhei Tamada Whatever he's doing now, I hope he's making a return. At this point, because he already had a couple of bombs, like, it, they didn't go so well Hungry Mary and Hard Boiled Cop and Dolphin, like... I wouldn't be mad at him trying to shoot for Jump+, Plus, like, maybe try something else or go to a different publication altogether, although I don't know if they'd give him the same love and respect that Shueisha has given him, Jump has given him, so maybe just Jump+, Plus would be a good fit for him to spread his wings and see what happens over there, I don't know what the contracts are like, I don't know what the release is like over there in terms of, like, what he's allowed to do and not do, but yeah I-, I would love for him to return maybe jump isn't the best place anymore maybe he had his hit and he needs to try something else i don't know but shout out to him shout outs to this little piece of art that he did this tribute to dragon ball it's gonna be cool every month again seeing uh, damn until 2024 we're gonna be seeing this shit well until then let's keep doing it moving forward we got the top 10 best-selling manga series of the week let's start off at number 10 with Bofuri, I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defense. That sounds straight up like some sort of isekai type of series or whatever. But with 44,000, then number 9, Otakoi, Love is Hard for Otaku, 45,000. Again, is there a public... Like, what is going on here? These numbers, they just seem kind of low and... I don't know. Number 8 Detective Conan 58,000, number 7 My Love Mix Up 64,000, number 6 Blue Lock 67,000, number 5 My Hero Academia 92,939, number 4 My Dress Up Darling with 95,000, number 3 Jujutsu Kaisen 118,000, which yo right here these top 3, these top 3 in this list right here alone. Are pretty much I don't know in what order, but these are going to be the top three best-selling series of 2021. It's already been kind of shown that they're miles and miles ahead of the rest of the pack. But again, number three, Jujutsu Kaisen 118,000. Number two, Demon Slayer 133,000. And number one, Tokyo Avengers 288,000. Yeah, Tokyo Avengers has slowed down a lot since the end of the anime and i want to say it's actually in reverse order i want to say at the end of the year come end of the year it's going to be at number one jujutsu kaisen number two demon slayer and number three tokyo Revengers. but don't quote me on that but we're about what yeah another couple weeks we'll get the final results of 2021's numbers and i'm almost certain it's going to be top three jujutsu kaisen demon slayer and tokyo Revengers. we'll wait and find out but yeah top 10 selling series of the week again numbers just seem a little bit slow i'm imagining maybe with the holiday season they're gonna be pressed to like yo we gotta press things up we gotta get these books out there this publication shortage is no joke uh but yeah so far so good and uh numbers is looking all right at the very least for the top three and while we're on numbers let's talk about the top 20 best-selling series for october as a whole coming in at number 20 my love mix up we got 19 IQ. Ooh, okay i like to see it number 18 black clover was in the top 20 best selling manga series for october with one hundred and eighty-five thousand. while well, that's not the biggest numbers in the world and i'm imagining 99 of those are due to the latest volume that just dropped or a good 90 percent at the release released uh it's good to see black over in the top 20 uh 17 comey can't communicate with one did didn't that just get an anime that's kind of crazy Uh, number 16 the five star stories number 15 Marshall wow 207,000 Marshall yeah that that I'm almost certain at Jump Festa we're getting that Marshall announcement I don't know if we're gonna get a trailer or maybe just a visual but Marshall's getting announced for an anime number 14 Shumatsu no Valkyrie with 216,000 it's crazy how everybody like you know bashed or majority of people bashed on the record of Ragnarok anime but The numbers that it's been doing, (laughs) hey, doesn't lie. I'm just saying, people, maybe in Japan, they like the anime more than over here in America. I don't freaking know, but uh, number 13. Wow, it's it's crazy to see the difference. One Piece at 13 with 224,000. That's kind of crazy. Uh, Number 12, Blue Period with 267,000. 11, Toilet-Bound Hanako-kun with 285,000. We got Black Butler. I'm just looking to see. My Happy Marriage. What the heck is that from Square Enix? Of course, they always have these random series. Uh, Number six, Detective Conan, 457,000. Rightfully so. It just dropped volume 100. I got to keep saying that. Yeah, give it all the sales because it deserves it. Number five, March comes in like a lion with, 539,000 and then the top four again in a whole other league and I like to see that one of them in particular is one that was not necessarily unexpected but breaking up the pack of what will probably be the top selling manga of the year period but again number four Demon Slayer with a million twelve thousand number three My Hero Academia barely beating out Demon Slayer that Demon Slayer's manga ended like a couple years ago now at this point but My Hero Academia with one million forty-one thousand, So it beat out Demon Slayer by what 30, 30 thousand 29 thousand copies. That's crazy still though. That Demon Slayer is competing with My Hero uh years after it's been over. Uh Jujutsu Kaisen at number two, one million eight. Okay, yeah, big difference with Jujutsu Kaisen right there. And again, that's because it dropped a big volume. Um, in October, 1,853,000. And Tokyo Avengers coming in at number one with 1.995, almost 2 million, which. I, I, let's check back in November what the numbers are looking like. I can almost guarantee Tokyo Avengers probably won't be there because, again, I've seen a massive slowdown with the ending of the anime. But, yeah, interesting list at the very least for the month of October and the top 20 selling series. Yeah. Okay, people, next up, something that I've been having a little bit of fun with. The other day, we finally got a release for the first DLC for the Demon Sayer Hinokami Chronicles game. It says here, Demon Sayer, the Hinokami Chronicles game's first free update launched on November 4th fourth again it is already the fifth by the time you're watching this at the very least and uh yeah it's been out the official twitter account for sega's demon Slayer: kimetsu no yaiba the hinokami chronicles aka kimetsu no yaiba hinokami kaputan game announced on tuesday that the game's first free update will launch on thursday the account and the official youtube channel for V Jump magazine stream videos that preview rui and akaza who will join the game as playable characters and the first out of three planned updates after release and of course the game has one 1 million copies in circulation worldwide. The one million is for copies in circulation that the company released, not necessarily all sold, and the number is not a sales statistic. And yeah, um, I played the DLC uh pretty much on launch as soon as they tweeted out, Yo, what's up? I went and played it, and Akaza is broken. Akaza is broken as hell. Rui can be broken too if you know how to play with him, and yeah. I'm interested to see a month out from this DLC what the landscape is looking like for this game. Because I go a lot. I was already kind of losing a little bit of interest with it. Which, don't get me wrong, it's crazy that I've been massively hyped for this game. And it's still probably one of the most fun I've had with gaming in a while. I'm not the biggest gamer in the world, just being honest with you. But I had a lot of fun with it as far as gaming goes. But I started to notice I was losing interest in it fairly quickly you could get through the story mode especially if you skip all the cutscenes and stuff you get through it in, in a blink of an eye but it took me about like seven hours i want to say on and off playing here or there and i got it done maybe eight i don't know but somewhere around there and i got through the game story mode and now after that it's pretty much all just like playing online matches and with these two i'm gonna lie kind of brought me back to the game i stopped playing for like three days i was like oh shit okay let's play and then i've been playing back and forth i wonder how long it'll last of me playing online before that gets tiring i think that they went a little too bare bones with this game. And what I mean by is CyberConnect2, they're betting too much on, okay, we're gonna use this for DLC, that for DLC. And I'm sure it was a higher up call that said, yo, we can't put everything in there. We're gonna milk this one out. We got a lot to go with this you know, franchise, which at the end of the day, why not just put as much as they possibly could in there for this game and then you know the next Demon Slayer game whatever it may be do it at a different company or whatever but we don't necessarily need to have Demon Slayer Hinokami Chronicles 1 2 3 4 or Demon Slayer Hinokami Chronicles and just DLC supporting it for the next 5 years we could have this game and then have a different type of experience for Demon Slayer so it, it's fun i love the mechanics of it it's storm like it's 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 a great time but it gets old, so we'll see a month from now how I'm feeling with this new DLC, if it's still gonna keep my interest, or am I gonna start to slowly put the game down? I am having fun, I'll say that. Moving forward, something I want to include in this episode of Forever News is the Shoseki rankings for the new volumes that are coming out. Basically, it's just the ranking placements. We don't have the sales necessarily yet, but it's for the new volumes that came out. And number two, Dr. Stone Dope Stuff. Number four, Elusive Samurai. Number eight, Sakamoto Days. Nine, Witch Watch, which, Witch Watch? pretty close to stock motor days but the reason why i wanted to include these is a lot of us were wondering okay well what is red hood sales going to do and i think that this was the nail in the coffin for red hood why after these volumes came out okay this is all we needed to know boom we're canceling it because red hood uh, came in at number 27 which I could only imagine the sales are probably abysmal the, probably the sales at 27 what would 27 be like maybe 15k or something like that which that's not terrible but I'm imagining they probably wanted more especially they're trying to hype this as a big battle series and then high school family which is kind of weird because high school family is selling less and isn't high school family still going in the magazine like what is that about and then Nero all the way at 57 see a lot of people were telling me no Nero's you know the golden like that but I knew Nero didn't have all of the things to gather a big fan base. That's one of the things I felt like it doesn't automatically grab you with that first chapter at the very least. So Nero 57 definitely they were going to cancel that. But Red Hood 27, it must've been that they saw the sales and it just wasn't what they were looking for. And they were like, okay, we got to end this, that's it. Because again, a lot of us were banking on and hoping that at the very least when the first volume comes out, maybe it'll have enough sales to change their mind. But yeah, Red Hood 27, Niru 57 this is probably more of why they decided to put them to an end and we got a few sales numbers for the final week of October for jump volumes and it looked like honestly some of these sales numbers were kind of disappointing they weren't the greatest I mean in the final week Jujutsu Kaisen did 62,000 on its latest volume My Hero did 27,000 and then everything else was so low that it didn't rank however we do have the numbers Black Clover did 11.5 bringing its total to 162 Marshall did 11.1 one, which I could see Marshall being the replacement for Black Clover in Studio Piro. Like Black Clover ending, Marshall kind of has a similar theme. I could see Marshall being next up and the numbers aren't far off from what Black Clover is doing right now. 138,000 total to Black Clover's 162. Uh, Blue Box selling 8,000 this week, bringing its total to 104,000. And Ayakashi Triangle selling 3.3, bringing its total to 60, which I'm wondering if Ayakashi Triangle is gonna stand the test of time. It seems like it is, but when you got something like Blue Box, said it's way more of a newbie and it's outselling ayakashi triangle i get a different genres one is like romance sport the other one is like ecchi but yeah, I don't know. Either way, the sales for the month of October aren't what you would expect. I, I thought it would do more. I, I'll just be honest with you. Like the last quarter, usually is where everything shines. Maybe November would be a different story. And also we got to keep in mind, it's been rumored again that there's some sort of publication shortage that due to the pandemic has slowed things down. Okay, next up, this was something that I wanted to report to you guys. It was Manga Plus's editor actually had a couple of things to say over on Twitter a few days ago. And these are the big keynotes. For starters, he said, "And Jump, there are Manga without anime that have become very big success in Europe. And the U.S. So that definitely does take into account that they are looking at us. And who knows, maybe that's why they didn't immediately cancel Red Hood or something like that. Or maybe they gave Red Hood and Nero more of a shake because Red Hood in particular had a big following over here in the U.S. Maybe they didn't cancel until like, they were like, okay, man, even the sales of the volumes aren't doing well. We got to end this. But the fact that they are at the very least taking a look that Manga and anime may be very big in Europe and the U.S., that does mean that they care somewhat uh, at the very least about what we have to say also with stuff like don, don blowing up doesn't have an anime likewise with kaiju number eight like they probably are looking at us a little bit more and taking us a little more serious as consumers then he also said chainsaw man spy family and kaiju already sold 2.5 million copies in france i want to say it's 2.5 million copies in france which france they're pretty big manga market like i've always heard about it but i'm starting to notice a little by little when i'm hearing all these reports like france did this france did that they love their manga shout out to france then it says, Dandadan is getting a lot of attention overseas already, which goes back to what I've been saying of, that was probably one of the things he was referencing as well, when he said manga without anime are becoming big in the US and Europe. Yeah, we, we like us uh, some Don. And then he said, M plus has made manga more accessible. Manga plus, I think he's referring to it. Yeah, also like, 10 years ago we didn't have none of these services everything was just pirate this because we can't get access and nobody wants to read 2 3 year old chapters in the physical jump that was over here in the US like we're not doing that we, nobody was doing that shit them kind of getting up to speed and catching up with what the internet was doing already was one of the best things they did and stuff like having manga plus a digital magazine has been a great thing for them all around them coming to the digital age honestly saved them because if not they would have just they would have died out like you know what i'm saying it wasn't doing great but yeah always interesting to get a little bit of perspective from somebody higher up like that um shout outs to Momiyama. And I totally did have to look at his name because I forgot it for a second, but shout outs to the editor of Jump Plus. Next up, I'm very proud to announce we got the Weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. For starters, we got Nakaba Suzuki, author of The Seven Deadly Sins and now Four Nights of the Apocalypse. He said, I happen to have a glimpse at a much older work of mine. Looking back at what I did before is kind of embarrassing. Was he talking about? I remember he did like some sort of, was it a fan service series? I can't really remember, but uh, that's interesting to know. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that a lot of us i look back at old videos of mine and i get embarrassed and it just is what it is when you grow you look back and you feel like you're better than yesterday if you don't feel like you're better than yesterday then there's a problem right there like what are you doing uh so eh, you shouldn't be embarrassed i get it though like i get embarrassment sometimes driving and i have a thought and i feel all embarrassed i'm like oh my god is somebody looking at me (laughs) then we got ken wakui author of tokyo avengers he said i'm working on volume 25 it drops two days before chifuru's birthday on december 7th and i'm guessing he's saying like you know the contents of volume 25 or maybe he's meaning the chapters that he's working on now will be in volume 25 i'm not sure about that one but either way tokyo avengers i felt a little bit behind i need to catch up because i love tokyo avengers but usually i like to let stuff stack up especially we like in the end game final arc of tokyo avengers it would be nice to have one final blast of reading you know 15-20 chapters in a row, but yeah, shout out to Ken Wakui 2021 pretty much has been his year when it comes to manga, like Tokyo Revengers has just been an animal, it's going to be one of the top 3 best selling manga, we just don't know if it's going to be 1, 2, or 3. Then we got Hiro Mashima, author of Eden Zero Fairy Tale, he said we've been working remotely for a while, so meeting up with my staff recently was really nostalgic, and yeah, that's been a problem with manga in general, that's why we've been having a lot of these series like My Hero Academia, Black Clover, all of these other authors, like in Jump for example, taking breaks because yeah working remotely they're not used to that they used to they all sit in a room for a billion hours working together now they on facetime now they working via zoom which i ain't gonna lie like i haven't done a zoom meeting in a while thankfully and i'm glad because that's sh- depressing and I couldn't imagine just having a whole bunch of people just staring at a camera for 20 hours a day as they all drawing that would be brutal and I'm not saying that's exactly what's going on but I'd imagine they have to you know meet up from time to time and talk from time to time like hey I need you to correct this and that and it would be easier just to be on zoom and say look what I'm talking about then we got Yusuke Nomura I did want to report on this blue lock he said sorry for being off for three issues from here on we're turning a new leaf and getting a new start I wouldn't be surprised if him being off for three issues was trying to catch up. Again, the way they're working now because of the pandemic and stuff and the restrictions. Yeah, that's probably why. It probably wasn't even my choice. It was probably like, I can't catch up. I need a little bit of time to get things back in order. Because usually with a lot of these manga, in case you don't know, they're not working on the chapter that week that is supposed to be handed in. Usually, not all, but usually they have at least a buffer of a chapter or two in between the chapter you're getting that week. So if they fall behind, it's catastrophic. Then we got Atsushi Okubo, author of Fire Force. My PS4 is acting wonky, and I still haven't been able to buy a PS5. So the list of games I want to play is growing. I really want to play Back for Blood. Ah, God, I I love these dudes. I ain't gonna lie. They always talk about video games, and they get me hype. And I actually just put my PS4 in my daughter's room. And I'm like, you know, you have fun. But I'm scared that she's gonna break it. But yeah, because, like, you know, I got a PS5 now. And even the PS5, I ain't gonna lie. This has been one of the worst console generations ever. Like, that A a lot of people have had the same problem where it's like the internet issue with it connecting to the routers. It's, oh my God, the PS5 has not been the best and smoothest transition. There's been a shortage of it the entirety of its run. The game library isn't the greatest. Like... Yeah. Shoutouts to, like, the PS2. That was, like, the golden era right there. PS2, Super Nintendo. The Switch is dope. I ain't gonna lie. I don't want to hate on the Switch. It's a little underpowered, but, yeah. And that's my game talk for the year. <laughs> then, wrapping things up, we got author of Hajime no Ippo, George Morikawa. He said, I sleep well and eat a lot, so now I've become fat. Don't worry. We, you know, we, we, we all a little big here, fam. I mean, you, you a boxer, though, fam. I know, if I'm not mistaken, George Morikawa has his own boxing gym over there. Hop in that gym. My has been starting to get back in there as well so i'll meet you there okay yo that would be so lit imagine me like filming some for the channel over in the boxing gym with george morikawa yo george morikawa if you can hear sensei onegai Shimas interview guy. (laughs) and yeah people those were the weekly shonen magazine author comments as always a treat. Okay, moving forward, a little bit of good news on the front of Attack on Titan and Hajime Isayama. Says, Attack on Titan's Hajime Isayama wins Noma Publishing Culture Award. Kodansha announced on Thursday that it has awarded Attack on Titan Manga Creator in its third Noma Publishing Culture Awards. The award honors those who have made excellent contributions to publishing, particularly to reinventing publishing. Isayama won the award due to the global impact of his Attack on Titan manga and its story. Attack on Titan's cumulative Circulation exceeds 100 million copies. Author Shizuka Ijuin who did Kikansha Sensei, and musical duo ya- Yoasobi did B Beastars theme songs, also won awards. And yeah, that's good. I ain't gonna lie. Like, don- don't get it twisted, man. And this is something that we gotta stop forgetting about yesterday and only focusing in on, like, what we feel right now. Like, Attack on Titan did revitalize and did change the landscape of anime and manga as a whole. When that like we was all in a trance of this is crazy and something different this allowed the dark genres to become mainstream for more edgier content for more you know mature themes to be explored for stories to take themselves more serious attack on titan did that let's not get it twisted especially it allowed these elements to be put in front of mainstream audiences i'll never forget there was people old people telling me like yeah that attack on titan i remember i was at a diner in tennessee and some old man was like i like those attack on titans man that show is really good and hopefully he wasn't talking about teen titans but (laughs) no point being is that attack on titan opened a lot of doors attack on titan brought anime manga even further to the mainstream and it did it in a very unique and interesting way it was japan's answer almost to what at the time was dominating the u.s the walking dead and it was amazing man so even though you could be dissatisfied with the ending of attack on titan You cannot deny or try and subtract and take away from everything that it did leading up until that moment it deserves an award yes it changed the landscape of anime manga as a whole it helped kodansha in a major way like if it wasn't for attack on titan all they really had at the time that was busting was fairy tale you know what i'm saying so shout outs to attack on titan shout outs to Hajime isayama Uh, whatever he got coming next i'm interested be a little weary i ain't gonna lie but i am interested okay next up pirates beware pirates beware a pirating manga site got caught up and went running they were ducking their hide and they let's read pirate manga site goes offline after shueisha contacts google isp to identify operators gigazen and torrent freak reported on thursday that japanese manga publisher shueisha has filed a legal application with google and internet service provider hurricane electric to disclose evidence to identify and prosecute another party for copyright infringement shueisha is claiming that a number of sites that feature one or more of the following words buzz and these are like some links here, are connected to the Japanese language pirate website, Manga Bank. The Manga Bank website is currently offline with a message saying that it is closed due to server maintenance costs. Before filing the request, Shueisha asked the network infrastructure company, Cloudfare to disclose information using a Digital Millennium Copyright Act subpoena. Through Cloudfare, the publisher discovered that domains allegedly used by Manga Bank were hosted by Hurricane Electric. In addition, the Manga Bank allegedly services provided by google including a gmail address and adsense account the related internet protocol ip addresses also led to china shueisha and a san francisco law firm filed an application on october 27th to the california district court to permit discovery of information shueisha aims to find the information of the alleged pirates and sue the out of, i mean sue them <laughs> according to market data analyzer similarweb more than 81 million people access manga bank monthly making it the 44th most popular site in japan earlier this year twitter had locked numerous accounts and deleted uploaded images in response to copyright claims allegedly under the name of shueisha that was wrong though that came out that it wasn't them many of the images deleted were related to shueisha properties in particular one piece dragon ball super and included fan art some cosplay photographs shueisha told anime news network that the copyright takedowns were not from shueisha but from a third party using the company's name without permission shueisha denied any involvement in the takedowns shueisha also issued a statement on his manga plus website on thursday saying that it has been falsely misrepresented by an individual sending in copyright claims and is currently investigating with social media platforms to decide on a course of action you know part of me feels like i wouldn't be surprised if shueisha was just trying to scare people and that was actually really them i'm just saying throwing that out there an opinion a theory something crazy you never know Whoa, finep's talking crazy all right all right all right but there's always that possibility you never know they wanted to scare people like stop uploading our sh-. Even if it is Twitter and everybody's having fun and it's promoting your stuff, like you know, they have an older mindset and they don't really like stuff like that. But yeah, you know, do you know what? <laughs> that that level of access being the 44th most popular website in Japan, type of revenue that brought in, they're gonna get them. They're gonna find you. They're gonna find you, so you can run and tell that. Why am I singing in this episode? I don't know, but yeah, pirates beware, man. We're in a different age now, though. Pirating isn't really necessary like it was 10 years ago to read manga. Like that's one of the reasons why, and a lot of people be pushing me like, "Finn, please review the chapters earlier, man." They they drop on Friday, but I get it all safely and secure on Sundays, and that's why I have been for already a year or two now sticking with the officials. It's all there. Beautiful translations, high quality imagery. Scheduled. I know it's going to hit on a Sunday. Occasionally they hit on Friday if you know, jump releases early or whatever. But yeah, like, why am I going to need to go out of my way to do X, Y, and Z when it's all right there on a Sunday? So that's usually why I stick with the officials. There's not a need to pirate. I don't really care to go out of my way. Even if an anime is region locked or something and we got to wait six months. I don't go out of my way because there's just a ton of other anime. I could go to that service provider and watch while I wait. So that's usually why like, I don't feel necessarily as bad for the pirates nowadays. Where there's a million ways to read and watch all of this stuff that... Sometimes don't even cost you a dime. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, still free the pirates. You know, it is what it is. Rebel without a cause. Free the pirates. Well, I have a cause. But Rebel, nonetheless free the pirates okay next up i just want to toss this out there in case you didn't know in case you missed it i made a live reaction video because there was a jujutsu kaisen zero official full length trailer it was about a minute and a half that was released yesterday and i did a live reaction because y'all know me and my love for jujutsu kaisen and yeah we got a little info it says jujutsu kaisen zero anime films trailer reveals previews king Yu's theme song toho animation began streaming on friday a new trailer for the Joban jujutsu kaisen zero aka Jujutsu Kaisen Zero the movie film and the video reveals and previews the theme song Ito The Only Way by King New, new, you I don't know how to pronounce that. About 74,784 people watched the trailer when it premiered live on Friday at 12 a.m. JST and it was fire I'm not gonna lie like y'all yeah, could watch my live reaction I recorded it it's, it's up already out there but yeah Jujutsu Kaisen Zero I feel like that this just has so much potential to do a lot of things for the franchise and it's gonna revitalize it in a major way. The monitor right now people aren't really as hyped about it because it's in a build up so that's why people aren't going crazy every week about Jujutsu Kaisen but the movie is probably going to restore the feeling. People are going to be talking about it again. And I can't freaking wait. Because if it's any indication from that trailer, it's going to look gorgeous. And Mappa putting the best foot forward. And I can't freaking wait. Okay, next up, we got a ton of information on some of the upcoming episodes of the Boruto anime. And it's giving us a little bit of insight on where everything is going. Even following this new tuning exam that we have going on. Well, for starters, it says Boruto anime episode 227 will be titled Team 7. And their final mission. And other upcoming Chunin exam matchups will be Wasabi versus Iwabe, Sarada versus Chocho, and Subaki versus Denki. But now we actually have full on synopsis for these episodes. Let's start off with episode 224, The Legend of the Monster Cat, airing on November 14th. It says here the next matchup in the final test of the Chunin exams will be Yui no Iwabe versus Izuno Wasabi. They mutually have strong competitive spirits since the two of them normally have a lot of clashes with one another Iwabe is perplexed by Wasabi's behavior for some reason Wasabi is being unusually unlively actually Wasabi feels why am I saying Wasabi? Wasabi feels crushed by the pressure up until recently the Izuno clan had a poor track record and is lacking in achievements as a representative of their clan Wasabi feels burdened by their hopes and expectations Wasabi has arbitrarily decided on the limits of her own capabilities and seems to have given up seeing Wasabi in such a mood Iwabe then loses his temper. Eh, it'd be right. I'm not really looking forward to this episode if I'm just keeping it real. Like, Iwabe, I always look at him. He's a straight-up anime original character. So, man. Then the other one was Wasabi. Mm. Then we got episode 225, A Showdown Between Close Friends, airing on November 20. 20- first the format of the final exam is actual combat the remaining contenders are continuing on with their friendly matchups and are battling with all their might against each other and now the matchup between uchiha sarada and akamichi chocho has begun of course the other ganin who participated in the chunin exams are in attendance as well kawaki who was invited by naruto as well as shinki and his comrades who have come to observe from Sunagakure village are paying attention to the match the two of them sarada and chocho promise to have a serious fight meanwhile they seem to be evenly matched everyone is holding their breath in anticipation as they intently watch over the fight with the two of them being on the same level in terms of their abilities what will be the outcome of this showdown between close friends that sounds actually interesting i'm looking forward to it i'll be honest with you like i think Sara is gonna smoke a boots but I think Chocho is going to whip some ass too. So I'm looking forward to that one. That one sounds aight. Then, episode 226 Samurai versus Science. I'm kind of interested in this one just because the samurai girl of that team, Team 15, I like her. The individual matches of the final exam are underway and the winners have been announced one after another. There are only a few matchups remaining. However, Boruto and Mitsuki have yet to appear at the venue. But at this rate, the two of them will be disqualified. And it's making Sarada feel anxious. Meanwhile, the next matchup is between. Kaminarimon Denki versus Kurogani Subaki. Ninja have a different way of battling in comparison to Samurai. Tsubaki has her own merits and abilities. She's about to face off against Denki, someone who has developed his own scientific ninja tools and is taking them into combat. They use of scientific ninja tools versus a Samurai. A unique tournament matchup is about to unfold. I'm calling it right now. Denki is going to win. She can't be tuning right now because I feel like that's going to make her want to leave the village because she was called back to the uh, Land of Iron. So more than likely Denki's going to beat Subaki, and that's going to teach her a lesson that she still needs her friends also it'll give Denki a big win like you know it'll show how much and how far he's come to be able to defeat such a strong opponent I'm calling that one I'm actually mildly interested in this one mildly and then lastly one of the most confusing episodes it says episode 227 team seven and their final mission airing on December 5th with Sarada as their commanding officer from now on it's been decided Sarada Boruto and Mitsuki will now be performing missions as team 7 Since Konohamaru won't be with them on missions, the three of them feel a bit low. What? They finally decided Konohamaru is worthless. What the hell? And also, the Chunin exams is over already. Episode two. So the Boruto Mitsuki never show up for the exam. What's what's going on here? Okay, then. In the meantime, Konohamaru has left to conduct a mission with his cousin Midai. Midai has just come back to the village on the verge of death. However, it was supposed to have been a simple mission. When Midai regained consciousness, she was able to report that the state of affairs has changed from their initial expectations of the mission. And so, it was decided for reinforcements to be dispatched to Konohamaru's location immediately. Those reinforcements would be none other than Team 7. Oh, God. So, they're putting them back together. Woohoo! Yay! Yay! I'm still, like, dumbfounded that... It doesn't sound like we're going to get a Boruto versus Mitsuki or anything like that. And also, the tuning exams, new tuning exams, hey, you, you got to give it a chance, are already over by 227. So... Okay, where are we going with this? I don't know. It's kind of weird. It does feel like they want to spread their wings away from Konohamaru, considering he's been a failure. So maybe that's what the production committee is trying to do there. I don't freaking know. But yeah, tuning exams. New tuning exams for Boruto over by 227. And Team 7 and their final mission begins episode 227. It's going to be interesting to see where it goes at the very least. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, tuning exams already over? Like the big tuning exams? New tune. Okay, people, and final story of the episode. Something that kind of blew my mind because I thought, whoa, it's too early. What's going on here? It says here the Seven Deadly sin sequel manga series, Mokushiroku no Yonshiki by Nakaba Suzuki, will be adapted as an anime, aka the Four Knights of the Apocalypse or the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Will be getting an anime, which is ridiculous because there's only four volumes. But that tells me a lot, in my opinion. That tells me that this is not going to be a long manga by any means. It's probably going going to wrap up by the time this anime comes out it'll push those volumes maybe this is part of a deal that they made with netflix that hey can we get a little bit more maybe something original that kind of seems like a new ip and we got a big bag right here where netflix maybe that's what happened there but yeah i did not expect this announcement to be that i mean it still could very well be that maybe they're gonna do like two or three movies or something because they'll say anime and then boom we'll get instead of an anime tv series we'll get a movie or a series of movies but yeah, th- this does still feel extremely early. And if this is going to be a long series, this anime is going to suck. I'm going to tell you right now, if Nakamura Suzuki has 20 volumes planned with the story, how are we going to get an anime adaptation already when there's only four volumes? It's going to be filler or it's going to be really short or something doesn't seem right per se. So I'm going to keep my eyes on this. But yeah, Seven Deadly Sins sequel spinoff, the basically the Boruto of the Seven Deadly Sins already incoming with um, an anime weird shit but i'm gonna be looking forward to it i really need to finish the seven deadly sins boy i don't know what it is i kind of know what it is but it's been taking me forever to finish the anime of the seven deadly sins i need to get through it already be done with it and move on with my life but yeah seven deadly sins spin-off sequel the four nights of the apocalypse getting an anime and i think they said there was supposed to be some seven deadly sins news too we reported it on a forever news episode maybe it has something to do with this anime maybe it's going to start off with a big crossover i don't know but that's the news that's all we have for this one though i'm curious what you guys think. Most important story. The most craziest one. The cancellations. The new manga incoming. The seven deadly least. Like there's just a lot from this episode. And anything that you return to forever News to hear about. That's all I have for this one though. Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed. If you liked anything I had to say. Or enjoyed the video. Drop me a like. I'd greatly appreciate it. And if you want more from me. Make sure to subscribe. Follow me on Twitter. Instagram. Hit that bell to get all notifications and if you want to follow any of my other social media links are in the description below i'm world and as always people have an awesome day and remember the golden rule anime and manga for life bye. have an awesome day peace in. and you guys just watched another episode of whatever World. have an awesome day <laughs>